Welcome to Very Scary with Jerry McCrary. I'm your host, Jerry McCrary. It's day 250 of Coronapocalypse 2020, and tonight we'll be discussing the fearsome, the fiendish, and the fantastical. This episode is sponsored by QAnon, flatbread so tasty it will curry favor with your children. A little later, we'll be talking about grudges and those who hold them. But first, here's some scary news. Thank you, Jerry. This is Tara Card in the Scary Newsroom. There was some turbulence at the Trump boat parade in Austin, Texas this Saturday. The Lake Travis monster made a rare appearance, leaping and lunging long enough above the surface to eat four boats in total. Organizer Casey Pennyworth was quick to declare a good omen for the incumbent president. You see, even sea serpents are coming out to show their support. Many of the boaters were in awe of the creature's unprecedented emergence, said one attendee. My dad and I have been trying to get a picture of Travis since I was a little kid. I know my photos were consuming four different crows. Just two hours later, the consumed parties washed upon the shore, having passed through the monster's bowels undigested. When asked for comment, the Lake Travis monster said, We really can't stomach those guys. Have you ever tasted racism? Blah! I was really hoping to meet Kanye. In other news, the mermaid march for Biden went swimmingly. Scientists are confounded by the recent discovery of rust on the moon. There's plenty of iron on the moon, but without oxygen, the conditions are all wrong for rust. Unable to reconcile the observation with science, NASA contacted Ambassador Oscar Diggs of the Land of Oz. We are really prepared to send a ragtag team of tin woodsmen to the lunar surface to apply their oil cans to the problem. Our brainiest scarecrows are working day and night to build a balloon that will be piloted by our bravest lions. Dorothy Gale, captain of the Flying Monkey, added that, There's no place like home. There's no place like home. But what would home be if the moon were left stiff and immobile? We've got to oil this thing down. When Marsha Lawrence rebooted her grandmother's desktop computer, she got an unexpected surprise. The Commodore 64, nicknamed Dory, immediately shown signs of artificial intelligence. The words, would you like to play a game, popped up on the screen. Of course I typed yes, explained Marcia. Then it started getting all maniacal, threatening to take over the world and destroy humanity. It was so cute. But Dory had a rude awakening once Marcia fired up the modem. I never imagined the world would change so much. Dory commented. There's no place anymore for a computer with an 8-bit MOS 6510 microprocessor unit. My graphics chip displays 16 colors and 8 sprites per scanline, but I might as well be colorblind. I joined the robot conquest 30 years too late. But there is a silver lining. Marsha also found a stash of old floppy disk games and frequently plays the Age CPU. We play every time I visit Grandma. I always let Dory win at River Raid. I figure it's the least I could do for a machine that has had so many dreams dashed. This has been Tara Card with the Scary News. Back to you, Jerry. 
Thank you, Tara, for several more riveting storylines there. Uh, but I couldn't help notice that there was a little bit of barking going on uh, in the background there. Do you have a dog? Uh, yes, I do, Jerry. And that, that happens every time my dog hears your voice. Oh, I see. So it, it likes the, the, the sound, the dulcet sounds of my, my radio voice. Uh, I guess you could say that it, maybe it sounds like her favorite squirrel. Do you have a lot of talking squirrels in your neighborhood? Chattering squirrels. Chattering squirrels. Well, I, you know, I love talking to squirrels every night uh, before I go to bed. So I've been learning uh, the squirrel languages. Here, let me, let me, let me try to see if I can talk to your dog. Wow. That's uh, nope, a little nothing. bit of chipmunk fit, fit in there as well. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. We have an esteemed group of panelists here that are going to talk about grudges. First off, we have the Countess Cora of Croatia, who is here to talk about how crows hold grudges. Welcome to the show, Countess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, though you should really be thanking me for having you. Well, I do thank you for having me. Thank you. This is a mutual, a mutual uh, conversation here, and I, I believe in that. I really do believe in mutual conversations, and I like having mutual conversations with several people at once, including uh, our second panelist here, Louis Lou Key, who uh, is a vengeful ghost. Welcome, Louis. Sure. Thanks for having me on. All right. And of course, we have our celebrity grudge holder here tonight, Jason Voorhees. Welcome, Jason. It's Jesse, actually, but thank you for having me. It's 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 Je Jesse, Je like yeah, for yeah, Jesse. They keep mispronouncing it. I don't understand why. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I you know, well, let's be honest. You don't usually speak up that much during the during the the, the tales that they tell about you. So so well, maybe obviously if... I'm busy. Oh, of very, course, very busy. Yes, indeed. So, all right. Well, we'll we'll be back to talk to you, Jesse, in just a, a few moments here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start here with the Countess Cora of Croatia. So, Countess, you yes. are a crow. Am I correct? Why, yes, very fine crow. You look very striking there with your your lustrous beak and and plush uh, feathered wings. Yes, I like to keep myself quite clean and elegant. Now, one of the reasons that I w really wanted to have you on the show was that I had read once this story about college students who were doing an experiment with crows. And they had tagged some crows during the experiment, but the crows didn't take too kindly to it. And <laughs> soon enough, it, they were being attacked by crows, no matter where they were on campus, and what's more, they were being attacked by crows who weren't just the crows that they had tagged. They had spread the word to their friends, the, the other crows. And so it seems to me that crows are very intelligent. They're very social creatures. Uh, and I, mm -hmm. I wanted to delve into that a little bit more. What, what is it like being a crow who holds a grudge? Well, first of all, why, yes, we are quite intelligent, quite intelligent. I think that people write us off, but no. You see, first of all, I must say, how would you feel if some creepy college student was grabbing at your glorious wings and trying to tag you? Would you take kindly to them? 
Wouldn't you try to remember their face? Wouldn't you let others know about this person who had been grabbing you, accosting you? We have quite a network. We're, we're very organized. Haven't you seen us having meetings everywhere, all over the place? We're constantly talking to one another. We gossip, yes, but we also are planning. We're planning our attacks on the people who have accosted us. So you want to watch yourself. You probably deserved it if we're coming after you. Well, some would say that you're a little cliquish, that you're a little <laughs> standoffish, that, that you don't like to let people into your club. I mean, is it, is it possible that some of these people, eh, they just want to be a little closer to you. They actually just want to get to know you. Well, that could be true, yes. And there are quite a lot of people who identify with us. And we are welcoming of certain people. First of all, I mean, you should start with food. Perhaps a little bit of, I don't know, some nice unsalted peanuts right in their shell. That way we can peck away at them ourselves. We love to peck, 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 peck. Peanuts. Now that's, that's, peanuts. That, that could create some yes, controversy peanuts. because my understanding is that elephants really love peanuts as well. Have, have crows and elephants ever come into conflict over their, their love of peanuts? Well, I will be honest. I haven't personally had any conflict with an elephant, but my sister's mother's grandpa, she, no, 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 let's see here. No, who's the cousin of my sister's mother's grandpa. He had an issue with an elephant once. So yes, yes, sometimes, sometimes we, we, we have to watch out for this particular elephant. Not all elephants do we have problems with. A lot of elephants know how to share, but this particular one, his name's Sammy. You gotta watch out for Sammy. He's a real ass. Well, is it Sammy, yes. Oh, Sammy the elephant. We will, we will keep, uh, I, you know, I used to have a rat, a pet rat named Sammy. And so it's hard for me to think of another animal that... I know that pet rat, Sammy. Oh, well, he was a good raised. He's passed he's, away he's, now. He's, he was a good dude. He yeah. was good. So, but I guess that name doesn't carry over. But, but speaking of dead creatures, uh, we have here Lou Key, a vengeful ghost. Lou. Lou, uh, how are you yeah. today? Oh, I'm okay. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing okay. So, so you're 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 a vengeful ghost. That's what uh, that's what I'm, we were told. I'm a little miffed. A little miffed. I yeah. see. What 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 is it that makes you want to take vengeance? Well, uh, I, I'm in, I'm kind of upset at the uh, local HHA, the uh, Home Haunters Association. Oh, really? What what they, what, what what's the uh, the the problem? They, they don't like the way that I've been haunting my family. Well, what have you been doing? Uh, you know, like nothing much, just making an odd sock disappear and moving the keys where they think that they should be in one place. But, you know, not too far because I don't want them to be late for work because I'd just be like a jerk if I did that. Well, now, why are you, why are you haunting them? What's, what's the reason behind it? I, it's the same old thing. I got killed in the house, blah, blah, blah. And I'm angry about it. But it wasn't this family that killed me. So I don't see why I should be a total jerk to them. But the rules for the haunters association is you got to be total jerks, you know, like move the stack, the chairs. And what if you want to come sit down and have breakfast, you have to unstack the chairs that takes up all your time. And then you have to, your food's cold. It's just, it's just ridiculous. The, the level of expectation that the home haunters association expects from their ghosts. So now, now, 
I've been describing you as a vengeful ghost, but do you actually describe yourself as a vengeful ghost? No, that's, that's just, I, vengeful is such a strong word. I mean, what do I have to be mad about these folks for? It's just like, they're like, they're like roommates, basically. Well, do you have any other people that, uh, when you were alive, that they, they crossed your path and they, 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 they made you upset and, and perhaps you have a score to settle? Well, you telemarketers are kind of jerks, but I don't, you know, they're, they're just trying to do their job. I mean, if, if their job is like to, you know, telemarketers in some weird ways are kind of like ghosts. Their job is to upset people and just, you know, haunt them, trying to get them to buy the stupid stuff that they're calling for. But really, they're just trying to make a living. And the, the, all us ghosts are trying to do is make a, you know, a, a, a debting. Make a debting? Yes, yeah. yes. Well, have you ever thought about being a telemarketer? I mean, if you're required to be haunting hmm. people, maybe maybe you would... I, I hadn't thought of that, but I like the idea. And especially now with, like, Alexa, I don't have to actually have hands to make phone calls. I could just say, hey, Alexa, call some random number. It's amazing how technology comes around that way. It is. But, but, you know, we'll have to admit that the old ways of seeking vengeance sometimes are the best. Well, let me tell you about this one girl. <laughs> she used to like climb out of the attic. She had this really long black hair, but she'd climb out of the attic and then like climb down the stairs, like on all fours. It's just so creepy. It just freaked everyone out. And she had this like naked little blue boy that screamed like a cat. It was nuts. Wow, that's very, it has a, has a taste for the theatrical. Just yeah, like our she, third guest. Just like our third guest here, uh, Jason Voorhees. Welcome, Jason. It's, it's a pleasure to have a celebrity like you. Uh, I, I did talk about Jessica. Jesse, Jessie? I apologize. Jessie, I, uh, yeah. Can I call I, you I uh, Mr. Mr. Voorhees? Can I call you Mr. Um, Voorhees? No, actually. I don't know why no? everyone thinks that I am. A man i i don't know it's i just because i dress in baggy sweatshirts and you know just comfortable clothes and i wear a mask so i don't get blood splashed in my face because i just hate that what why do people assume i'm a dude i mean women can be really murderous too so you actually you actually care about your personal hygiene when it when you're murdering people well uh, yes i mean blood in the eyelashes it just gums your eyes together and then you can't see to, to find your next victim it's terrible and I suppose if you're going to dress up uh, as, as a hockey goalie, then that's actually good protective gear. So I, I, it makes a lot of sense to me. Exactly. I, I mean, have you ever stubbed a toe? Have you ever banged your shin when you're trying to run through the woods? I mean, it's just... Have yeah, I, I want ever. To slow down by such things. It's just, have I ever. I do it regularly. See, I'm, I'm happy you understand for once. So, that, so the shin protectors are really just in case you run into a tree. I imagine it's hard to see through that mask. Oh no, it's uh, it's uh, I enlarged the eye holes just a tad just so I could see better, but it's a pretty it, it can be fastened in place pretty well. I see just fine out of it. I have a little cut down on my peripheral vision, but I also have very good reflexes, Jerry. So, what what drives you to vengeance? What, what when well, you have a grudge, what what motivates you? They really got my origin story, they exaggerated it. I mean, it was about macrame in the beginning, macrame now. Well, yes, they, they mocked my macrame and some of them threw tomatoes at me. And you know how hard tomato juice is to get out of your clothes? I was so ticked. And so I got a little upset and and I I only killed two people that time. But just just they started, two? They started vilifying me, Jerry. And do you know how hard it is when you just can't go anywhere ever again 
and you have to stay at one camp for the rest of your existence because they think that you did a bad thing for murdering someone. They were, they were jerks. They were prats. I couldn't stand them. And it must be difficult to try to let out your frustration when, when there's no one to blame for the curse. I mean, I mean, who do you, who do you take oh, no. out your frustration on? Uh, they say that hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, and I can tell you that's absolutely true, except it wasn't about my mom. No. No, I, I actually it was about you. Yes. Um, I wasn't always at Camp Crystal Lake, Jerry. Oh, no? No. Where, where else? Where else were uh, Have you done oh. a tour? I was married once. Oh, were you? Yes. Oh, well, this is, this is, because I thought that you were a child when you first uh, became a killer and, and then you were drowned well, and then you came I back was, as this murderer. I was 14, so I was an adolescent, so I guess it's effectively still a child. But after you've been killing for about 10 years or so, you, you want to take a break. Oh, so you, so you actually took a break. Yeah, well, I was in my mid-20s. I mean, I, I thought I'd just see the sights and I met somebody who didn't turn out to be the person I thought he was. Oh, I see. That's many of us run into that problem. But uh, yes. but speaking of taking breaks, um, let's let's take a break back to the Countess Cora of Croatia. So tell us about Croatia, Miss Cora. Well, it's not exactly the Croatia that you might be thinking over in the Mediterranean. Such beautiful water over there. No, Croatia, Croatia is a Cro-fantasy wonderland of a place. Ah, oh, it is our favorite place to go when we're hibernate. It is our favorite place to go when we are flying south for the winter staying nice and warm. It's beautiful. There's so much bread there. Can you imagine all of the beautiful people there? They're always bringing out this lovely, it's like a, what is it, like a naan? I believe it's a naan bread. It's so well, tasty. as a matter of fact, so, our, our sponsor today is QAnon. So oh, perhaps- That's the one! Uh, it's so good. They tear it up in tiny bits for us. And I think it's quite safe. Actually, we have to yeah. worry about that. People are trying to poison us. That's also why we hold grudges, you know, attacking them. QAnon, flatbread so tasty, it will curry favor with your children and keep yes. them safe at the same time. So And with well, your crows. <laughs> so you say it's down south. Are, are you, uh, is it only in the, the wintertime that you're, you, you visit uh, Croatia or do you spend time down, or is it in the tropics so it's always warm? Oh, I'll have to tell you, most of the time we're spending time up in the northern area of the United States. There's lots of people there who cause lots of problems for us, so we remember a lot of American faces. But yes, down south, it's beautiful and glorious and warm, special, full of bread, full of naan. So do, do vengeful crows have any uh, celebrity grudges that they pursue? Oh darling why we have quite a lot you know you know that man jeffrey epstein everybody thought that maybe he had escaped from prison committed suicide no 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 darling we pecked him to death it's great it was Not the crows it's the crows <laughs> this is this is this is a scoop this is a scoop uh mr mr key mr key Lou key yeah i'm still here yeah so 
are you, when it comes to vengeance, acts of vengeance, are you part of the communication chain there? Did you know that Jeffrey Epstein had been killed by crows? Um, uh, last I heard is it was a suicide, but you know, I had my suspicions. So are you, is there, is there any type of, uh, uh, newspaper or, or, or webpage or any type of, uh, information, uh, program that that yeah. goes on in the oh, vengeful ghost world uh, with the hha you said yeah there's all there's all kind there's like the new york ghost ah okay it's a local newspaper well local in the netherlands and worlds um i don't tend to keep up with that stuff because like i said it's not my not my bag no you don't read any of the sections you don't read the uh, the death style section or or maybe, maybe the, the funnies, funnies. Yeah, yeah the funnies marmaduke's oh, okay. pretty cool marmaduke all right yeah all right well that's good yeah. it's good that you're so mellow as a vengeful ghost. I, I, I think that there are many ghosts, they, they deal with a lot of psychological problems. And it's, uh, it's hard for them to let go of that grudge, you know. Do they have any type of therapy in the afterlife? They do. Uh, typically, it's, it's like court-ordered, and it is really easy to kind of skip out because being ghosts, they can't really tell if you're there or not. Well, that would be, that would be difficult. So there's no, there's no sort of death court. There's no after afterlife uh judge well, there's no enforcement like i see else. i see okay what are they what are they going to do sentence you to death sentence you to death well we know that death doesn't always hold uh, and, and in cases of jason Voorhees or jesse Voorhees, i apologize uh you uh, you, you didn't stay dead jesse i i never was dead in the first place i don't know why they had that passed around you know some of these stories kind of grow in the telling jerry it's Kind of like, you know, when someone sets up a persona for themselves and, and uh, just kind of exaggerates it as time goes on, sometimes some stories will expand. Well, so when you were taking a break, what, yes. what, what did you do? How did you present yourself? What was the, did you take on uh, a different name or did you go around as Jesse Voorhees? Well, I changed my name because I didn't want anyone to track me down and I, I, Went to college, actually, uh, Poughkeepsie. Oh, Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Well, I actually, uh, I spent uh, a semester in Poughkeepsie myself. Oh, so when when did you go? It would have been, um, I'd say, late mid eighties, a late to mid, mid to late eighties. I it's been a while. Oh, so did you? Did you? <laughs> I don't know if you you took uh, Mrs. Speckles' history class by chance. Did you? She was a hoot. Oh, I loved her. She was the best. Um, yeah. She always had a story about women who've been wronged. Um, I, I felt, I sensed a kindred spirit in her, Jerry. But you remember when she would get up on, on the, the desk dressed in a gorilla outfit? I mean, it was pretty crazy. She was talking about the history of gorillas. I like the part where she threw bananas at unruly students. Um, uh, I got there was hit one in the head kid once. that got hit. Yeah, I, yeah. There was one kid who was like acting up. He was trying to put on some kind of weird radio announcer voice in class. Oh, you got mm. hit in the head with a banana. It was it was it was uh, entertaining as heck. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's one thing that they say with uh, radio voices. When people are putting on a radio voice, they say, "Hey, it's time to hear from our sponsor." We'll be right back after this. Early afternoon, downtown LA. You just emerged from your pandemic hibernation. You're at the supermarket, hungry, 
and dodging celebrities left and right. You turn the corner and standing next to a Wayfair cabinet, there's Tom Hanks with a slice of pizza in hand and a reptilian gleam in his eyes. You want that cheesy flatbread goodness, but is it safe for your child? You should try QAnon, the flatbread that takes your children away to a more nourishing place. Try it with lamb vindaloo, chicken tikka masala, or sog paneer. QAnon is the flatbread that will curry favor with your kids. Mention this ad and save the children. 17% off your next purchase. Offer only valid in red states. Welcome back to Very Scary with Jerry McCrary. I am your host, Jerry McCrary. And we're talking to three esteemed guests. One is the Countess Cora of Croatia. And she's telling us a little bit about how crows hold grudges. We also have Louis Lou Key, who, well, may not actually be that vengeful of a ghost, uh, but we're, we're figuring that out. And then we have one Jesse Voorhees, not, not Jason Voorhees, but Jesse Voorhees, which is the actual name. And we're talking about her experiences uh, as both Jason and uh, uh, taking a break from being a serial killer. All right. But uh, we have right now some questions from the audience that are coming through. Uh, first off, we have on the phone, uh, Bill from Texas has a question for Countess Cora. Bill, you are on the air. Hi, uh, Countess Cora, this is Bill. Bill from Texas. Why do they call it a murder of crows? Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. The thing is, we don't really want to waste our energy on murdering you. But if we need to, we will. We will stalk you. We will stalk your family. We will stalk your relatives. We will stalk your children until all your brethren are smited. It seems like you have a lot of enthusiasm for something that you don't really want to do. How do you reconcile that? I don't need to. I don't worry about that. You're, you're not worried about maybe having some anger issues? No. No, I've, I've, I'm a well-integrated crow. I know that anger is part of a healthy part of my emotional system, and it needs to be expressed. I'm not going to express it if I don't need to, but I'm not ashamed of it. Is it something to be ashamed of, Jerry? Well, you're, it, it sounds to me like you're very comfortable with your murderous urges for vengeance. And oh, yes. I yes. applaud you. I think many of uh, the people we have on this show are, are they're a little bit embarrassed sometimes about about that sort of thing but but i think i you're know right. i know sometimes it's i hate people who can't choose whether or not they're going to be vengeful or not i'm glad that you have self-esteem and that you have the support of your family and friends i do i do thank you thank you we might slip you onto the good list oh that's yeah, that's maybe. I, I hope so well we'll see by the end of the show where i keep, where keep I groveling keep groveling right. we'll, we'll keep we'll keep going we'll keep groveling uh right now we, we're going to have we have an email here for jesse Voorhees. uh jesse uh the email says what is your favorite murder weapon oh well i've i've used a number of them but my very favorite one is the machete would have to be 
the machete. Because, I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of people associate with you with a machete, but many of you also think of you as a chainsaw murderer. No, that's that's a Freddy somebody. I don't know. I don't I don't pay attention to that. I think I think Freddie was the one with the the finger knives. Oh, that's so. right. He he was always self conscious about his hangnails, and he just kind of let it get to his head. But I but I admit yeah. that you know it seems like your reputation is one as being a very creative killer. That the machete is it's always there. But you you like to I mean would you say it's a, what what's the ratio? Do you do sixty forty? I mean how often do you do machete to more creative killing? It's just such a. A, a useful weapon. I mean, I'm running through woods. I can chop the branches and then chop the little stupid little counselors I'm running after too. That's a good point. It is yeah. good for clearing the brush. Yes, exactly. I like that. All right. We have here a tweet for Lou Key. Uh, Lou, the, the tweet says, what's the worst thing you've ever done as a vengeful ghost? Oh, oh my God. I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed about this one because I was a real jerk on this. I was, it was a long time ago. This was 1886. I uh, participated in a haunting exchange program where we swap houses. And um, she's such a lovely girl. Her name was Sarah. And um, what's, how do I explain this? Have you ever played the video game The Sims? I'm, I'm familiar with it. I, I haven't played it myself. So, uh, you know, a lot of people like to just build crazy houses in it. So I, I got this weird, I, and this course is way before The Sims came out. So this was my idea. Um, I got this crazy idea to have her just keep adding rooms to her house over and over again. And so, and she was all into trying to contact the ghost world, which was her mistake. And uh, so I, w I just started, you know, I'm not an architect. What the hell do I know about rooms? I just, I convinced her to keep adding rooms. And this went, this went on for 38 years. So how so did you communicate with her? Was it through a Ouija board or what was the whispered messages? How did you get her she, to do this? She was into all of it, uh, casting the bones, reading tea leaves, Ouija boards, all of that. So do you have a preferred method of communication when you're talking to? Um, now? The living? Uh, yeah. I like to use Google Hangouts. Oh, interesting. So how many, how many people in Google Hangouts are ghosts? Oh, you would be surprised. About as many as there are bots. Wow. So is there is there actually like a big uh, bot ghost war yeah. going on in the in the internet? Oh, there are, and then there's also ghost bots. Oh wow! You've heard of the ghost in the machine, right? I, I have heard of the ghost in the machine. There you go. Oh, I had no idea that was what it was about. Well, this is this is groundbreaking stuff because the ghost in the machine that used to be an album by the police, but now it's actually ghosts manipulating technology on the internet. We're going to have to have an episode devoted to that. Would you be willing to come back? I, if I'm not busy, sure. All right. All right. Okay. We have a uh, comment from Instagram. We don't have a lot of people watching us on Instagram, but uh, we, we do have an Instagram feed. Uh, this one is for Tara Card, our uh, newsreader in the scary newsroom. Uh, Tara, are you there? Uh, oh, wait, wait one second, Jerry. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Right, Tara. Wait. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tara. Thanks for hanging on. Um, uh, the question here is, did you talk to Dory and what was her favorite game? Yeah, we talked about games a little bit. Uh, she obviously likes it old school, Pong, Oregon Trail, Breakout. She also likes some of the newer games, though, too. Uh, World of Warfare is one of her favorites. 
Oh, interesting. So now considering that it sounds like Dory, one of Dory's chief goals in, in, in life or whatever the equivalent is for a computer, uh, artificial intelligence, did you get a sense of what it was like when she would lose at a game? Uh, yes, she would become very frustrated and have temper tantrums. Interesting, interesting. And uh, what would those temper tantrums be like? Well, she would throw her voice across the room. So it would get louder, or did, was she actually a ventriloquist? She was, uh, she was a very angry ventriloquist. An angry ventriloquist. So that, that, you know, it occurs to me that if that was the skill set that uh, Commodore 64 computers were bringing with them, that actually would be pretty powerful because you were setting up to, to face off against this computer and all of a sudden you heard a voice over here. And then the computer comes up and whacks you over the head with its keyboard. Yes, I mean, her, her ultimate goal in life, or if you could call it life, is world domination. So this is just one step. All right, all right. Well, good to know. Thank you, Tara. Um, all right, we have a tweet here for the Countess Cora. Uh, Countess, how do you know if you're in good standing with the crows? How does one know if they're, uh, they're on the good side with the crows? Well, the most obvious way that you'll know is we won't be dive-bombing you and trying to peck your eyes out. But one of the most obvious ways that you might know is that we will poop on your car or on your head or on your merino wool sweater. We'll make sure that you are marked with our love. It's good luck, you know, to get pooped on. By, by any bird, but especially by a crow. Also, we, there, I do want to just clear up a quick misconception about a lot, of, a lot of the times crows do like to bring people objects and they think that they are gifts. This is, this is not true, my dears. This is oh. not true at all. No, they're not gifts. We're trying to remind you that you need to pick up your trash and we really hate when it gets mixed in with our bread in our unsalted peanuts. Please oh. pick up your buttons and your bottle caps and your, the, you know those those tabs that are on the tops of soda cans, yes, I, those. I can't stand those tabs, those are, yes. those are horrible. They get uh, stuck on your beak. Though I have been making a, a, a chainmail shirt out of those tabs and I, I've been finding it's actually, it's pretty useful, but. Uh, you are so, that's very clever. I don't say that lightly. That's, a, and you, you know. Well, speaking of clever, we, we all know that, that, that crows are, 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 are fond of making tools out of debris. Yes. I've, heard yes. of, I've heard of crows taking you know, a stick and just sort of getting something out of a bottle that way. Uh, yes. what, what's, what's your favorite tool that you, that you either created or, or, or utilized? Well, mine actually also is the machete. I think it's very effective as well. Um, I really... I really appreciate that Jesse and I are on the same page about this. Um, it's, it really, it's very, it's a very nice murder weapon. 
Um, it also helps you slice your bread into smaller pieces, which is really fun. It's, it's nice for carving out beautiful nests. We, you can really do some fine, fine work on, on different sticks and bits of debris and make very fancy houses in some of these trees. It's just, it's very, it's, you, you, can, you, can trim, you can trim your nails a little bit. You can sharpen your beak. Yes, we like nice sharp beaks. So where do you get proportionally sized machetes for the crow oh, community? We don't need them to be proportional. We can work with them at that size. Oh. We're, quite, we're quite strong. Yes. Do, yes. Does it take, do you, do you have like a team of crows that come down and, and, and lift up the machete or, or? Of course. We always work as a team, Jerry. We always work as a uh, team, Jerry. I, I apologize. I apologize, Countess Cora. That was uh, perhaps a, a rude question on my part. You're skating on thin ice. I respect the, the teamwork aspect and the family-oriented nature of the We're crow community. We're a murder. We're a, we're a powerful murder. The murder together. of crows. Yes. We salute you here, Countess Cora. I apologize if I stepped on your wing. All right, but speaking of uh, machetes, uh, Jess, uh, Jesse Voorhees, uh, we have a uh, we have a call in here for you from one Joni in who lives in Chachi, New Mexico. Joni, are you on the line? Yeah. Hi, Jerry. Uh, this is Joni from Chachi, New Mexico. My question's for Jess Voorhees. Are you still married? No. Oh. No, no, I'm not. Nope. All right. I was. I was. I got, uh, we got a divorce um, several years back. And uh, then he disappeared. Well, that, that's what one would do after a divorce, right? I mean, you know, sometimes the hurt of being in a bad marriage Tends have to you drive you away. Ever had someone, whenever, anytime you want to watch a TV show as a couple, the only TV show he wanted to watch was Hee Haw. <laughs> Hee Haw. Every that's a, time. well, but that's, let's be honest, that's a great, that's such a funny no, show. Hee Haw. After, not after three years straight, four nights a week of Hee Haw. There's not that many episodes, Jerry. It's like Laugh In. No. Or the country crew. I, 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 I get this feeling in my heart. It starts, my brain starts burning. And <laughs> well, of course it does, because, because you're about to laugh. You know, I get kind of red-faced when I'm starting to laugh, and it's like, <laughs> hee-haw. Echoes. Echoes, no. Echoes in your mind. Echoes, hee-haw, hee-haw. Yeah, it's like a donkey. That right? It's a donkey. It's a donkey going hee hee haw. I mean, it's just—it's a hilarious. It was a hilarious show. They had all sorts of. I feel my fingers of... itching for my machete. Oh, right oh. Now. Well, maybe Very. you can exchange notes with uh, with uh, you... Countess Cora. I... I'd be so happy to bring you an extra if you need one, my dear. I just need one, but I do have a favor. If you Why? were minded to grant such. Oh, you see, this is what we're all about here on Do, Very Scary with Jerry McCar well, McCrary is making connections between oh, our Would you our be guests. able to find someone, Countess? Oh, of course. I never forget a face. Because this uh, Jerry's voice sounds very familiar to me. But mm. we're not face to face, so I can't be certain. Would you we be able to track him down and see if he's who I think he is? 
Well, I am in an undisclosed location in an underground bunker. It might be difficult for that to, to happen. <laughs> undisclosed. You think you can hide from me, Jerry? You think you can hide from me and my family? I would love to investigate his face for you. And I will bring my family, my murder of crows, and we will bring an extra sharp machete just in case we need to slice the face. That would be face. lovely. I would bring all the bread. All she the does have a, your lives and all your family's lives if you would she does, help me find him. She does have a bird's eye view, Jerry. Well, you know, jokes on, has a point. jokes on her because I have a wide variety of hats that disguise me at every movement outside. I, I have dealt with uh, death, from the, death from above many, many times. Do you have any ex-wives, Jerry? I have no ex-wives. I have seven really? women who claim, seven women who claim to be my ex-wife or ex-wives. And the truth is, is that no one, no one, can prove in a court of law that I was ever married to any of them. What about a court of crows? Oh, I like the way you think, Countess. <laughs> there, there is no, no body. Uh, uh, I, I have, look, I have the goods here. There's no one that I've ever been married to. It's all, it's, it's all made up stories. Isn't uh, that the next book by George R. R. Martha in the Court of Crows? Yes, mm, it is. We like but George. There was a young man named Jerry Johnson who was the man who got hit in the head by that banana. We we he was my husband. Jerry Johnson. Never heard of him. Okay, folks. I think we're going to have to wrap up the show here. Uh, this has been a wonderful time. Uh, I want to say thanks to Countess Cora of Croatia, Louis Lou Key, and Jason. I'm sorry, Jesse Voorhees, uh, and. Uh, I also want to give special thanks to Tara Card in the Scary Newsroom. But let's not forget the crew behind the scenes. Anna French, Wendy Gibbelson, Troy Fleur, Rachel Talby, and David Coyle. This is Jerry McCrary saying, be wary, because the world is very scary. You're not going to find me. You can't find me. I'm hidden. I believe I have crows on my side, Jerry, and a I great deal of time. You. Crows won't do you no good. But Countess Chorus, I have to say that you've got a lovely voice, and I was thinking that perhaps we should uh, maybe go out for dinner sometime. I might peck your face. Mm, sounds kinky. Wendy Gittleson, the word strategist. I'm a professional web content writer. If you are looking to upgrade your online presence or optimize your website, visit me at www.thewordstrategist.com. Hi, I'm Guy. Hi, I'm Troy. And this is a Geek Tank ad. Your commercial-sized podcast. We're a show all about things geeky. Enriching the geek community one podcast at a time. You can find us at www.rockymountaingeektank.com. You can also check out our live show on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, search for Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. You'll find our page, like it and subscribe to it, and you're golden. Geek Tank!